Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast by a Scooby and a newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Welcome, welcome. We've reached Season 3, Episode 2, Dead Man's Party, October 6th, 1998, is the original date. We have date. not reached that yet, Michaela, because first we have like 5 to 10 minutes of Previously On to get through. So previously much! On. God. So much Previously On! Oh Did you miss God. any Buffy in the last three years? Don't worry, we have you covered in this Previously On. Now, I have to say that although it was very extensive for someone like us who's thought a lot about the previous episodes, <laughs> if you hadn't seen any of that, this really gives you all the context you could possibly need. I was expecting Angel to factor way more heavily into this episode. <laughs> Read at all. Because it shows the like previously on, I killed my boyfriend. Which I guess, yeah, Buffy's got like unresolved issues or whatever about that. But I definitely thought it was going for like Angel's back. But no, no, it didn't. No. No. Well, and like if they hadn't done that, then all of Buffy's comments <laughs> about like, you don't know what I've been through would basically be meaningless to you. So but I mean, that. is five seconds of a previously on good enough? <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> Fair. This previously on assumes that you've seen no part of this show ever before. <laughs> you don't know who these people are. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this episode actually assumes that you've never seen any Buffy before. It really does. And it's kind of strange because it's like episode two of the season. So it's not even like it's the first one and they need to like explain things to you. Yeah. It's super weird. This So this episode in English is called mm. Dead Man's Party. Right. In French... It, we're going to come back to this in a second. But in mm -hmm. French, it's called Le Masque de Cordolfo. Now, oh. I don't know who Cordolfo is. No. I'll get to, I'll come back to that. In German, it's called Die Nacht der Lebenden Toten, which is Night of the Living Dead, which, yep. I mean, is a little bit more straightforward, I would say. Yeah. Kind of gives away that there's going to be zombies. And then in, in Portuguese, it's A Festa dos Mortos, which is the party of the dead. So that's pretty good. But okay. Oh, nice. This Cordolfo thing, this French right. thing. So, yeah. Like, at no point is anyone or anything in this episode named that, right? No. No, God, no. So I tried to figure out, like, why they were using this word in French. Because it's like a capitalized, like, word. It's like a, a name. proper name. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper name. So I'm, I'm Googling things. And I can't... I honestly have no idea still. I've been reading <laughs> a lot of stuff in French Buffy forums. <laughs> it's been a weird day. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, this is a particular set of skills that I have. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Fucking taken. Calm down. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> Bottom line is I have no idea why it's called that this name. Because unless it's just... So in the... The English episode, they continue to, like, refer to the mask as this Nigerian mask. Yeah. And so maybe in French, they just decided to give it a proper name, like, to make it easier to talk about. I think the demon zombie's name was Cordolfo then. No, it really isn't. No? No. It's it, Ovu Mobani is the demon's name. Oh, fuck, right, it was. <laughs> so, yeah, there's literally no reason, Dave. Cordolfo. Anyways, write in, tell us why it's called that. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners of this podcast probably don't know. I thought I had such a good idea, and then it turned out <laughs> nope. that I was completely wrong. Yeah. So the main thing that I discovered in these French forums is that in the French version of Buffy, Xander is named Alex. Oh! <laughs> because, like, I guess it just... Like, it wouldn't sound right or look right or something no. to have his name be Xander in French. So all of these comments are talking about Alex. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, this is the episode with the Nigerian mask. Yeah. And I quickly realized that once we were into yeah. the episode. I was like, oh, right. Because, I mean, by the time I get around to watching these, I don't remember what you told me, right? Great, good. 
Why would I? It's yeah. just crazy. I mean, I don't tell you anything anyways. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's there to fucking remember? And then I was like, oh, God, Nigerian mask. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. I remember what I'm in for now. Right. Yeah, I mean, Joyce is hanging up this suspiciously creepy mask, and you're like, huh, wonder if that's <laughs> going to be a thing. <laughs> She's hanging it up in her bedroom. Like, which... what? Why? <laughs> Is that where you're displaying the art that you have brought home from the gallery? Yeah, I just... Like, who's going to see that, you know? Uh, yeah, Joyce is going to see it every night. Yep. It's it's really weird. Uh, <laughs> Joyce is being very protect, protective of Buffy. Yeah, she's overdoing it on the parenting thing. Well, yeah, but Buffy just came home, yeah. so, like, that's pretty reasonable, right? Like, Yeah, there's a good level of awkward happening, kind of, where, mm. like, I mean, and this is sort of happening throughout the episode where no one really knows how exactly to act around each other. Yeah, because Buffy just came home after running away for three months. Right. And now she's trying to reintegrate with society, and that's what this episode is about, and also there's zombies. <laughs> Like, you might ask yourself, Michaela, why are there zombies? I would ask myself, David, why are there zombies? <laughs> yeah, but sure, sure go on. <laughs> and, I mean, I suppose we'll get to that. I think the answer is just because this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It really is. It's yeah. that, plus, like, we need something to resolve the tension. And Ugh. so they have to fight something Ugh. to resolve the tension. And this is going to be it. Yeah. So, right, Buffy is going out to look for Willow and Xander. She's rocking the classic V-reverse V. Why don't you call them, first of all? Like, <laughs> I guess they're not at home. They're out fighting vampires. But, yo, okay, this sweater, Dave, my God. Oh, God. She was holding it when she was talking yeah. to her mom in, like, in her room. And it looked perfectly normal. Just looked like a sweater. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's so much more <laughs> than that. <laughs> It's a pretty normal cardigan, isn't it? Like, button up the front, and she's just got the top button done up, which is apparently not completely abnormal. The top is tied up, first of all. What? There are buttons, but the top is tied together. Second of all, this isn't just a cardigan. It's a light blue, but oddly Ugh. sparkly cardigan. Ugh, that is, like, light blue. really similar to her pant color, and it just doesn't work at all for me. Mm, yeah, now, the... She wears a lot of light blue in this episode. She really does, yeah. None of it's good. No. My fashion notes for this episode, though, are so much better than they have been recently. <laughs> good, yeah. Mine are extensive, so yours, that's good. We can <laughs> come together on that. So Buffy finds Xander, and they both get attacked by a vamp. Oh, no. And it's all, like, awkward, but then they both get attacked by a vamp. Buffy and I have very different reactions to Xander's apparent nickname of Nighthawk. So she's not on board. She thinks it's lame. I am so on board. What's wrong with her? What is wrong with Buffy? It's a sick Nighthawk. nickname. Yeah, it's amazing. Cordy's into it, and yeah, yeah she should be. She, should she knows be. what's up. Yeah. I, I keep, like, vacillating on this, being either fully on board the Cordelia knows what's up train, or, like, she's just this background character that I don't give a crap about. I don't know why Buffy is so anti-Nighthawk. Nighthawk is the best. She's super wrong, yeah. Yeah, she's incorrect. But yeah, the whole Scooby gang shows up. Xander knows what's up with crosses. He's got a giant one oh. around his neck. Yeah, that cross necklace he's rocking. <laughs> <laughs> it puts Buffy's cross necklaces to shame. Like, if she put all her cross necklaces together, it wouldn't be as much of a cross as this one is. Oh, heck no. Heck no. So it doesn't really work that well, no. I guess. Anyway, all of the Scoobies get thrown into a giant pile by one vampire, and then Buffy has to stake it. But yay, she's back! Woo! And I think that's the end of our cold open. It is. We now go to meet Giles and see, <gasps> is he going to be okay with Buffy coming back? I mean, yeah, obviously. Did you notice that Mr. Boreanaz was still in the credits? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> this time I picked up on it and I was like, we saw him in the previously on, right? Like, he got a big thing about what just happened to him. <laughs> so he's, he's still in the sure credits. sure to be in this episode, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, what, three things that happen in this season now. Snake, Faith, and Angel's gonna come back. So this episode has got to be one of those. <laughs> nope. Huh. Still no. But yeah, so Buffy's clearly worried about, you know, talking to Giles and what he's gonna think, and Xander is not being helpful at all. <laughs> I mean, that could be the title of this episode, Xander is not being helpful at all. Well, okay, subtitle that with Buffy is also being incredibly unhelpful, and sure, I'm pretty on board. Yeah. I'm not saying that what anyone's doing is right or wrong. I'm saying that what everyone's doing is basically wrong, except for Anthony Stewart Head and Ripper, the character he portrays. <laughs> 
They are doing everything right. Oh, always. They are an unstoppable team now. <laughs> and they're the same person. So that makes them an even better team? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is an IN team. And it's Giles. And Rip. Giles. Or... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Anthony Stewart had doesn't that, have any I know, eyes I was really it, disappointed. Though. I tried no, to do it fuck. too. Fuck. Yeah. Alright. Anyway. Uh Giles is happy to see Buffy, obviously. Yeah. But like also really emotional because Buffy's back and he likes her and he's the best parent. So Yo, that yeah, he's scene just happy to see her. Where he's just like alone in the kitchen. Oh my god. So he <sighs> goes off to the kitchen to like get them some tea. That's and he does. Anthony Stewart Head is the best actor in this show. Oh, by far. Oh yeah. By far. Yeah. He it like is getting very emotional. He's out of sight of everyone, so now is the first time he can really like have any way to process that visibly he processes it all without saying a single line and then goes back in but his short scene of him being sad and happy and angry but also just very relieved yeah all compacted into this one <laughs> tiny 10 second yeah, shot like 10 seconds <laughs> holy god man what i wrote down was i would watch an entire show that was just anthony stewart head silently reacting to things yes yeah oh give me that show <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> Damn. Also, in this Giles's house scene, we get mm-hmm. a throwaway line about, oh, by the way, you're not wanted for murder anymore. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. Yep. Remember Kendra? Remember when she died? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. You're cleared of that. And Buffy's like, oh, good. That's a relief. Yeah, but she still died. Yeah. Nobody cares, Dave. <laughs> I hate Zero to say people it. people give a shit. They don't give any shits. I don't give a shit. No. I mean, it was Kendra. God. Yeah. And so, okay, whatever. They figured out that a vampire murdered her, which I don't know how that cleared Buffy. It doesn't matter. But apart from being wanted for murder, she also assaulted a police officer. Like <laughs> She did do that. Yeah. In full view of a second police officer. So like, uh-huh. what about those charges? Well, when I say she did do that, I mean, I've heard that she did that. I have right. not actually seen that right, happen. Right, you've heard about it. I mean, yeah. I guess when you leave town for three months, the police forget what you look like, and then yeah. they have to drop the charges, right? So funny story, Michaela. Yeah. Let's just sidebar this. Good. Back when is when I was in university, so go back, I don't know, five years now. Hundreds of years, sure. Hundreds of years, sure. I had my bike stolen. Oh, I, I remember reported this. it to campus police. I was very angry about it. I, I eventually unstole it. I found it. The <laughs> yeah. person just like left it at the gym and I was leaving and I saw my bike and they had like tied it up with the chain <laughs> because the they're, I mean, they're bike thieves. They're not smart. No, of course. Uh, I got a call, not shitting you, last Thursday <laughs> saying, hi, I'm with the, <laughs> the campus police or just maybe the police. I don't know. I'm with the police. We heard your bike got stolen. I was like, five years ago. Did it get re-stolen? I was like, no. But they tracked me down across time and space. (laughs) I have moved cities. My phone numbers changed. They called my parents to get my number. How did they even have my parents' number? Fuck. So in this universe, three months is not enough. But in the Buffyverse, sure, three months. I don't know if I should be impressed that they found you. Or just so confused about why they would think that they've found your bike now after so long. I, I don't. So I, I pick up the phone. It's from an unrecognized number. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, Dave. I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> like, no one calls me Dave. like i'm from the police like whoa shit what's happened like don't worry you're not in trouble so it's just this roller coaster of emotions and then when he was like did your bike get restolen like we found one that matches your description exactly and i said no like you could hear the crest falling over the phone Like, how much work did this person put into trying to get me my bike back when it's safely in my parents' shed? And they thought to themselves, my God, he's just going to be so, so So happy. So excited. So excited. Oh, my God. (laughs) They did not find my bike. My bike is fine. Well, they found a bike, so good for them. They found a bike. Yeah, (laughs) good job. Oh, tangent done. Oh, Anyway, yeah, so Buffy's no longer wanted for murder. What to do? great. She is still expelled, though. Yes, super expelled. Right. But Joyce, Joyce has a plan. Joyce will not let her daughter be expelled so easily. She will break this tiny man. (laughs) Peace, nigh. 
we get to see some peace nai yay our favorite <laughs> we get to be Ferengi. Some peace <laughs> oh he's so great he will not be broken by joyce god no he's just like no she can't come back fuck you and he doesn't say <laughs> he, that i'm paraphrasing he's all tingly about oh. being able to keep buffy out of school you just keep saying it <laughs> and you're like i'm not sure if it's all right for you to describe yourself that way <laughs> it definitely is. He's fine. Yeah, and, and it's fine for him to be keeping the student out of public school. And I cannot imagine there's another public school anywhere close to Sunnydale because it's a small town. Right? There's not enough live students for them to have more than one high school. <laughs> well, there's not enough space either. Like, you right. can run from anywhere to anywhere in this town and not be out of breath. There's a uh, deleted scene. Probably just like a an extra line that they figured they didn't have time for. Mm-hmm. Said by Joyce, Dave, I think you're going to really like this. And it this is confusing to me, the fact that they ever even considered putting this in. Okay. okay. So it's a description of Principal Snyder. Yeah. Have you ever noticed his teeth? They're like tiny rodent teeth. Horrible, <laughs> gnashing little teeth. You just want to pull them out with pliers. What? <laughs> There are so many parts of that I can't imagine having gotten to being filmed. Right? Like you can't, because those are his real teeth. It's not like just, he's wearing prosthetic teeth. No, that's just literally shitting on Armin Shimmerman. Like that poor guy. I know. And then saying that you want to pull them out with pliers—that's horrifying. So yeah, I mean, either they were like, "We don't have time. Better cut something. Let's cut this horrible thing we made Joyce say," or they were like, "We can't." say this about an actor on our show no (laughs) it's so not okay oh my goodness buffy is rocking in this scene a sweet spaghetti strength (laughs) spaghetti strap tank top and i love the alliteration of that Mm -hmm. piece of clothing Mm -hmm. Mm. so okay it's it's more than just that dave oh it's so much more because she's got a crazy necklace is a strong word. I'm going to use the word <laughs> necklace because it's going around her neck. But it is sort of like it looks like it's a very thin, like long kind of strip of leather. That's like blue. And it has what? like little things on each end. And it's basically wrapped around her neck twice. And then one of the the lengths of it is like hanging in front of her. And the other one is hanging behind her. <laughs> what? Like that's what's around her neck, Dave. Holy God. Maybe it keeps vampires away. Yeah. She's also got... Okay, she has a clip in her hair. I think Mm -hmm. it might be a butterfly clip. Ooh, that'd be good. You may or may not remember when we were... Uh, whatever age we were when this would have come out. Butterfly clips were the hot shit. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that when I was 10 or 11... Yeah. You do not I did remember not about know anything about butterfly clips or hair clips in general. Well, I remember begging my mom for weeks to buy me butterfly clips. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I, I but okay, sure. I think sometimes the the childhood experience that I had and the child. It's just. It's so different from mine. They're yeah. just such different experiences. <laughs> like, I just, they were the hottest thing, okay? Oh, God. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. It seems like such a weird thing for Buffy to have in her hair, though. Like, that doesn't seem to mesh with her. She has another one in her hair ensemble. later. Really? Listen, Dave, let me put it this way. I just googled butterfly clips. Oh, God. The first thing that pops up... No, wait, I, wait. Is it a only 90s kids will remember? <laughs> Just go to the images, okay? Yeah, okay, so there's there's a bunch of butterfly clips I get. I don't know, I'm getting a lot of butterflies? Interesting. Just like real butterflies. I wonder if, if Google is just fucking with me. Because the first picture I have is a picture of Sarah Michelle Gellar with butterfly clips in her hair. Oh my god, oh, I see it. Oh, hair clip <laughs> 90s. Okay, hair clips 90s. What the? No. Okay, so I see her with butterfly clips in her hair. There's also the first picture. Oh, yeah, no, it's the same picture. Yeah. 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 Because she's in front of a a poster of the Spice Spice Girls. Girls. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. So I'm just saying butterfly clips. Oh, the 90s. (laughs) They were a heady time, to be sure. Uh, Right. So, I mean, I see her with a clip in her hair. I automatically assume... It's a butterfly clip. I couldn't tell if it like for sure was, but later on in this episode, she 100% has a butterfly clip in her hair. Like a different one. So for this episode, I was like, wow, I've got so few notes. We're gonna just gonna fly through this shit. Oh, Dave. <laughs> then fucking police story happened. Butterfly clips happened. We're French. just, we're fucked. Yeah. French, oh God. Can we get to the next scene in which Buffy is walking towards her house? 
Yeah. And encounter someone <laughs> coming out of it. Pat? And this brings us into our first segment of the evening. Oh. Remember me? We could be infested with these things, so we gotta keep an eye out for any zany, wacky characters that pop up. Ooh-wee! Whatever you want, Rick, we're here to help! Thanks, Mr. Poopy Butthole. I always could count on you. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> So, Pat, right. Yeah. Who I am going to refer to as Pam several times in my notes. Oh, and good. Yeah. Honestly, no, that was not even intentional. I, it took me so long to remember that that was wrong. Oh, God. I Like, she looks more like a Pam. She is a Pam. Right? If Pam knows, then everybody knows because of Pam's huge mouth. Right, Pam? So she's from Joyce's book club, right? Yeah. And she has been super supportive of Joyce while Buffy has been away. Uh-huh. I feel like I've been donned in this, just like the <laughs> strongest way. And it's, it seems strange to me that a show that would pull a dawn on me would also pull a pat on me, but not expect that one to ring hollow. Because like, oh yeah, I've been super close with your mother and it's been terrible us going through this thing. And like, yeah, we've known each other for a while. And you're like, who the fuck are you, lady? So I mean... I think you're reading this as the show not doing a very good job of introducing you to Pat. It's so ham-fisted, Michaela. I'm reading it differently, though. I'm reading it as Pat is nosy as fuck. She saw that Joyce was going through a hard time and decided to insert herself into her life because sometimes there are just people who do things like that. Okay, fair. Yeah. I'm very (laughs) anti-Pat. I don't think anyone is pro-Pam here. Like... (laughs) It's not going to be, no one's going around wearing a Team Pam (laughs) tie-dye fucking hippie shirt or whatever the bullshit she wears. But like a lot of, a lot of what she says to Buffy is a lot of like, oh, well, you know, don't do this to your mother again. You know, she can't take it. And she's somehow like appointed herself guardian of Joyce. And I think it's one of those things where she's just this kind of person. And I mean, I'm reading a lot into this, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. none of this is text. (laughs) This is all like sub sub text. (laughs) You have drawn lines and are now reading between them. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm sticking to it. But yeah, she's basically like, she's latched on to Joyce because she feels this weird need to like have someone to take care of or she wants Joyce to like need her in some way. And and like a lot of the time in the episode, she is doing this like trying to protect Joyce from Buffy hurting her again, which you're like, that's pretty weird for somebody who's known Joyce for only a couple months, unless Pat's a weirdo. Yeah, no, I think your reading of it is good. That's a strong <laughs> read on this character. And it makes a lot of sense. Maybe I'm giving them more credit than they deserve. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. Um <laughs> So, because it's not a Dawn situation in which, like, a character is introduced and we're all supposed to feel really weird about her being there, then it's obviously a red shirt situation, right? Yeah. Where, like, on this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a major character dies. This isn't one of those things where we introduce a character just to kill them off. A clone dies tonight. Oh, sorry, that went into Clone High. I definitely won't have Clone High clips just interspersed with whenever we're talking talking about Pam. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pam, you're a regular character. (laughs) Oh, God, it's exactly that. Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Yeah, so she's like the most red of shirts, which is weird because her shirts are shitty. And she's like this weird, yeah, nosy person, obtrusive, and then middle-aged, like, trying to be hip. So she's kind of dressed hippie-ish, unless I'm misreading that. Yeah, it is, a, it is a very kind of like, oh, I'm a cool older person. But with the straight-laced vibe. haircut that yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, this one's, no, avoid at all possible <laughs> cost. You don't want to hang out with a woman with that haircut? Is that what you're telling me, Dave? Basically. <laughs> don't get that haircut. I would be sad. Uh, yeah, so she definitely won't come up again this episode after nope. being introduced like that. It's fine. One of the clones you've grown to love will be horribly killed. Good job, show. You really knocked this one out of the park. <laughs> Apparently, Uh, a get-together is being planned for Buffy. Yeah, she seems pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it'll be nice to, like, reconnect with people, you know? She's definitely not dreading it at all, and it's all good. Well, and, I mean, already in this episode, she's been stood up by Willow, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, she's come just come from being stood up by Willow, which is kind of a shitty thing that happens when cell phones don't exist, I guess. (laughs) 
Right. So this is another fun, fun fact. The place that Buffy was standing waiting for Willow. Have you ever seen that place before? No. Because that is in downtown Sunnydale. It's the espresso pump. And it's not like a major location, but they now have like a downtown Sunnydale set. (laughs) So you will see the espresso pump again. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Woo! That sounds good. I mean, it's good to have more variety than we've had before. More money! (laughs) We don't just have the school anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffy's instructed to go downstairs to get out the visitor plates. Yeah, the I think. company plates. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because they're having fancy company over. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, whatever, man, it's chill hangs with fams. This is fine. We don't need company plates. But sure, she goes down and Michaela, she finds a picture when she's down in the basement. What's it doing down there? Why is it there? What's it doing there? <laughs> it's a picture of Buffy, mm. Willow, mm. and Xander. Alex. Having yeah. chill pal times. Yeah. Right, Alex. <laughs> Uh, Xander's like Alex Alex (laughs) is real huggy on Buffy yeah just like hugging her right around the thighs which is good yeah so who took this picture who took this picture (laughs) why did it get framed and then get placed in the basement I think the only logical conclusion is that Giles took this picture And Joyce, <laughs> hear me out. Joyce hates Giles now, remember? The yeah, death of oh the fanfic. God. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, we didn't see that in the previously on, did we? Oh, <laughs> nope. yeah, we did because it's the fucking worst. Anyway. And so Joyce looked at this picture and it was a reminder of both <laughs> her missing daughter and Giles, who she blames for her daughter being missing. So she put it in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like. I want to know how long it was after Buffy ran away yeah. that Joy started packing her shit up and putting it in the basement. Like probably like a week, right? Yeah. yeah. Did it take like half a day? And she was like, "Well, nah, not, coming, not back. coming back. Fuck yeah. it." And like Buffy's room is just full of sewing stuff now. Is that and like a treadmill? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that feels like a deep cut. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway what else does buffy find in the basement but a dead cat oh spooky gross spooky spooky gross well mostly gross so yeah mostly gross sad gross dead cat better bury Mm -hmm. it yep and um then we have a shot of the spooky mask oh spooky mask is it glowing in this scene spooky glowing eyes my notes are yeah they are not great for this Every episode. Every time the mask does the mask power, it has like red glowy eyes. Yeah, 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 basically. So then I think is it now that like it's transitioned to night and the cat gets out of the grave that was dug for it? How much did you love this zombie puppet cat? This was a real cat. Are you sure? It's it's a real cat later. Oh, when no, it crawls it gets... out of the dirt, it's a I... puppet. Is there a, a transition there that I missed? Because I thought it was a one shot of it getting out and like running away as a cat. So you're saying they buried a cat. Yeah. A, a live cat. Loosely, yeah. Under some dirt. Yeah. And the animal <laughs> rights people were like, yeah, no big problems there. Yeah, no. Okay. So I thought something <laughs> looked up with this cat and then it's it ran away a, and I was like, It's a shitty what? cat puppet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot more sense. I think maybe it does somehow transition. I think it's dark, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe they just cut it together with a shot of the cat running away. I don't know. Yeah. Like the puppet cat is really bad. You know how bad they are at puppetry? I think they like didn't bury the cat, but like had it in a hole. Maybe. So they transitioned from the puppet cat to... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Puppet cat is real bad. It's true. Yeah. Buffy's having a nightmare. Dream? Well, it's a nightmare because she's dressed like this. She's wearing a lot of light blue in this episode. What is this shirt? It's Ugh. like, it's a sea foam blue, green. I don't know. It's, mm, it's <sighs> bad. And it's like a weird wrap shirt that just ties up in the front. And it's got a huge, like, very deep back V happening. It's real bad. But you know why we're having a nightmare, Michaela? <laughs> because David Boreanaz is still in those opening credits. Token scene in his contract. <laughs> At this point, I was like, oh, this is definitely not the episode where Angel gets anything more to do than this scene. I wonder how many times we can do this, Dave. How many he token scenes? He's cryptic as fuck, even in dreams. <laughs> He's looking good, though. Well, yeah, he's in the sunlight, which is so weird to it is, see. It's still. weird to see him. He's got a nice suit on, though. Okay, have yeah. you ever have you ever noticed this thing that David Boreanaz does when he's being cryptic angel, <laughs> where it's like he's holding a tiny twig in his hands yeah. and yeah, pulling yeah. it apart? Yeah, I was just thinking it was something about his hand motion. <laughs> yeah. 
because he always does it and we've never commented on it before now <laughs> oh wow but it's like yeah. he's pulling a tiny twig apart it really that's a really good way to describe it <laughs> i just was like just entranced for some reason this time i'm like what is he doing is he holding something very small i don't know <laughs> <gasps> yeah that's exactly what yeah. it is though and yeah he does it every time he's yeah. trying to be cute or like because it's more like when he's in love with buffy right yeah no and he's a- evil angel doesn't doesn't need oh. any tiny twigs no no he doesn't need invisible <laughs> twigs that's crazy yeah oh god <sighs> yeah so the nightmare like i don't even i did not record what was said i have no idea what he says to her literally zero I think there's something about like how she killed him and how her friends aren't there because she killed them. I don't know. I mean, it's probably something to do with her still, you know, having a lot of guilt about this killing him thing. Sure. Whatever. Anyway, his tiny twig hands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the weird cat manages to make it into the house. Yeah. Yeah. They are keeping it mostly out of frame. So it looks fine. You know, like it looks like a zombie cat because they don't show it up close too much. Well, and now it's a real cat. It just has like some cat makeup on. Yeah. It's got decent cat makeup on too. Buffy's complaining about like, oh, she might not get to go back to Sunnydale High. And she's like, that's not Mm. fair. And you're like, well, Buffy, (laughs) you shouldn't have run away. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But okay, I know she has problems. Yeah, yeah, she and so much of this episode for me is just like, I know that Buffy has problems. I'm trying to be sympathetic towards those, but it's also really hard because she's being so immature about it and it's just, it's going on. Right, and okay, it's so going yeah. On. I mean, no one's, no one's doing anything good, as you no, said. No, no one's doing anything good. For sure. You're, you're right, they're not. And I mean, you can kind of see it from both their perspectives. Oh, yeah, you definitely can. And like, you, it's impossible to put yourself in Buffy's shoes. No, like, you can't and- possibly understand what it would feel like to have to kill the person you love (laughs) but that said like all of this drama is not something that i find engaging i think no and because because everyone's doing the wrong thing constantly yeah it's just like a big shouting match that ends when they're like oh let's all be friends again because we killed some zombies yeah i have a lot of problems with that what i don't have problems with michaela is once the zombie cat gets in the house who are you gonna call Gee, man. Yeah, I'm trying to go for a Ghostbusters. Mm, There's not enough work. syllables. Yeah, there really aren't. Uh, anyway, call Giles to come over to the house. And I'm like, yes, getting this back together, right? And <laughs> <Jeez>. then, <laughs> then where is he? Wherever Joyce hung the mask up in her bedroom. G-Man's in Joyce's bedroom. Oh, yes. shit. He's getting a rotten zombie cat out of there. But still, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So you're basically saying that you're back on the Joyce's train. train, right? Yeah, because uh, Joyce is being better now and is less inexplicably mad at Giles and horribly wrong. Maybe about she got that. over it because Buffy's back. Because Buffy's back, yeah, that's what I'm figuring. Like she's back. Joyce is still obviously nervous about that, but isn't looking to shift blame as yeah. much. And Giles can look past Joyce being kind of shitty because. Obviously, it was an emotional time for all of them. She was lashing out at the only person that she could reasonably really lash out at. And so that doesn't excuse what she did. Wow, I'm actually just figuring out who has Joyce interacted with other than Giles and Peace Nye and, I mean, obviously Buffy. On this show? Yeah. I guess it's a longer list. (laughs) Oh my god, right. Spike and Angel. Oh, oh, those are my favorite scenes. Oh, Mm. hot damn. Okay. I just got to remember both of those. That was great. Uh, I got some fashion things about Giles. go for it. His suit is fly as hell. Fly as hell. Fuck. It looks so good. And it's just like, I don't know, before they were trying to play up the like, oh, he's just a librarian tweed suits. (laughs) But they're just like, fuck that. He looks fly as hell. Yeah. No, this episode must have been just so good for anyone who is attracted to Giles. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who that describes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, that'd be crazy. It, uh, it was a good episode for that, though. Yeah. Holy shit. He uh, also has new glasses, Dave. Oh, I didn't Did notice. Do you notice how fucking different his glasses look? No, not at all. They look insanely different, so I don't know how mm. you didn't notice. <laughs> I identify people by their hair. Right, of course. Uh, yeah, so he used to have sort of roundish glasses. Yeah, yeah, I and can picture And these them. glasses have smaller frames and are a bit more rectangular and like have like a lighter frame where before they were sort of like a kind of darkish brown. Anyways... <laughs> G-Man gets the cat out of the way, puts it in a cage, and takes it back to the library. Because why not? 
I mean, that's where he takes things. He essentially lives there. Yeah, that's his lab. I don't man. Yeah, the uh, the Scoobs have decided they want to throw Buffy a nice little party to welcome her back to Sunny D. Oz holds forth on the difference between gatherings, <laughs> shindigs, and hootenannies. Yeah. I am so on board for this entire speech. <laughs> I mean, I love seeing Seth Green do his thing. Yeah. And he's been great so far in this episode. He hasn't done much, but he's always great. And then him explaining so carefully <laughs> the difference between gatherings, shindigs, and hootenannies is amazing. Well, gathering is brie, mellow song stylings. Shindig, dip, less mellow song stylings, perhaps a large amount of malt beverage, and hootenanny. Well, it's chock full of hoot, just a little bit of nanny. It's a very important oh. distinction. Yeah, a hoot nanny is decided upon for reasons unknown, honestly. It's such a bad idea. And Giles tries to tell them this, and they just don't listen to him? No, they and, skate like, right past it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't really think this... Like, Willow is a big proponent of Hootenanny. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel, I feel like Willow has a lot more emotional intelligence than that, you know? Right? They should be going up to Shindig at most. No, yeah. But Buffy is clearly expecting a gathering. Yeah. Like, there has been a gathering set up, and now they're elevating it to Hootenanny? So, clearly, no one told Buffy what was happening. No one no. told fucking Joyce. Right? Like... Whose house it is? <laughs> They're just like, oh, we're here with the band. And you're like, you can't fucking do that. And this is when we get into our next segment, <laughs> Mighty Fine Shindig. Mighty Fine Shindig. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, we were basically talking about what this segment is. So right. I guess I can continue that and just say, you were invited over for dinner. Yeah. And you ended up throwing a party at someone's house without them knowing. And like inviting an entire band. And... Inviting all of the people who don't know who Buffy is. Right? And like, I mean, Joyce invited fucking Pat. This is not some cheap ass stunt where we lamely introduce a new character just to kill him off. And she's like, oh, I hope that's yeah. okay. One more person. And you know, right. Buffy would probably be annoyed by that, but whatever. But this is a thousand times worse. This is so bad. Joyce or Buffy should be shutting this down immediately. Right? Like, how, to get how does the that not happen? Out of our house. Yeah. I got a lot of problems with this. Like, everyone's drinking and they're in high school and Joyce is just like, whatever. I'm also yeah, Joyce drinking. Joyce and Pam are having a nice time in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, Ponce, you are a regular character. Oh, God. Yeah. It I, I never really liked these parties. No. And seeing this happen. No. Like, I just wanted it to be no more than 30 seconds of this, but it goes on for minutes. Yeah, way too long. Tens of minutes. Way too long. <sighs> yeah, they have a mighty fine shindig, and it's terrible. And guys, never do this to a person. You've been invited over. You can't escalate that shit. No, nobody likes that. It's like bringing somebody to a party that you were invited mm -hmm. to without asking if you can right. do so. But yeah, on just like that. a whole other level. Magnitudes different. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Willow's like, oh, you like? Buffy's like, mmm, is good. She does not like, obviously. No. How fucking rude is this? It's so, so goddamn rude. <sighs> And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if it's part of the whole thing where like nobody really knows to, how to act around Buffy. And so the idea of having this like sit down, stare at each other across the table meal just was not appealing to any of them. Well, and that's exactly it. That's the reason they gave. It's like, who wants to sit around and talk about nothing because everything is currently off the table? I guess. No one. So let's have a party. It's a but, shit reason. No, it's a terrible reason. Cancel, man. You got something Just, going on. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, you know what? Suck it up. And Yeah, no, suck it up is obviously the yeah. best option. Try to be try to be normal around it again, right? right? Like, things happened. She was hurt. You're hurt. You're trying to be supportive. That's, you, you just need to be supportive here. They're all pretty dismissive of what Buffy went through. Yeah. Even though, and like, I understand that they don't know what happened. But like, so Angel's not with Buffy. She hasn't yep. mentioned Angel. And Willow mm -hmm. knows the spell worked or suspects that it does because she, you know, the magic stuff happened. Yeah. So like, those pieces are not difficult to put together. No, 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 no. No. Uh, the mask starts glowing again. That's always good. That's real good. Yeah. Zombies start rising. See a couple dead bodies sort of get up and start walking around, causing trouble. Ah, they're just a bunch of bunch of little scamps <laughs> running around. They're they're no Ethan, Dave. I feel like we don't use scamps enough though. And now that Evil Angel and Spike are gone, like yeah, we're out we of have? scamps. We're yeah, just we don't have scamps. 
We need more scamps. It's lucky for this evil mask that Sunnydale is just <laughs> rife with corpses. <laughs> Filled with them. Just lousy with corpses. Uh, <laughs> so many of them. I'm honestly surprised more don't show up. Like, it's, yeah, the, the amount that show up, you're like, well, these are probably the only ones in the immediate area. You know, zombies don't traditionally walk that fast. Mm -hmm. I'll just briefly have a sidebar about me still being confused as to why Pam is here. Like, in the episode (laughs) and in the show. A clone dies tonight. Yeah. Like... I don't, I don't, I really don't know what her deal is yet. And we'll get there. And it's red shirt. Yeah. But yeah, it's, she's not, mm, she's not a good character. She's just like in the kitchen with Joyce drinking schnapps. He's lucky to have a friend like you, Ponce. We all are. And you're like, this seems like not the thing that anyone should be doing. Right. She showed up for the dinner party. And when she came in, she was like, no more flights of fancy, eh? And you're like... (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, you horrid person? But see, it's that, like, passive-aggressive, like, Oh, yeah. I know what's good for Joyce, and, like, I think you're gonna hurt her again thing. Yeah, no, I think you are (laughs) as on the money as you can be with a character that was clearly not thought about. Yeah. Yeah. I've written my own, Pam. Exactly. (laughs) And that is the real Pam. It's just my thing, man. I love life. What was I going to say? Oh, I just wanted to make a note that the drummer in Oz's band is 40 years old. <laughs> like, he is 40. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would not surprise me at all. Right, so Buffy overhears Joyce talking about how it's so hard now that Buffy is back and, like, you know, she thought it would be easy, blah, blah, blah. But maybe it would have been better if Buffy just never came back at all. What a fucking stupid thing to say. <laughs> that's that's not a Joyce line. We don't no. know much about Joyce still and her relationship with Buffy. But this is not a good Joyce line. This entire episode paints Joyce in a pretty bad light. <laughs> and I'm going to say that we haven't seen a lot of great light for Joyce yet. Yeah. This is the worst by far. Oh, yeah, for sure. She says that she's sad her daughter came back. And while a bunch of underage, you know, high school kids are having a party at her house that they got alcohol from question mark for, she's Mm -hmm. just like in the kitchen drinking schnapps with her gal pal. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. she's a terrible mother in this episode. Wow. She starts off not being bad. She's like protective of Buffy and like, can I get you things to eat? Like she wants to be super motherly. And I think that's, that reads as real. And then the rest of this just like loses that, right? And she's trying really hard to get Buffy back into school because she does care about Buffy's Mm. future. Yeah, yeah. Which is good, but it doesn't excuse any of this other nonsense. Yeah, it loses the thread real hard. Yeah. Anyway, Buffy decides to run away again since nobody seems happy to have her back. And this is like just the start of everything going terrible and no one doing the right thing. Yep, sure is. And that'll go basically until the end of the episode, so... So Ooh. yeah, I don't I don't want to go over this too hard. There's no. a lot of yelling and people being mad at Buffy and Buffy being like, you don't understand, but then, you know, she's not really to tell them what it is nope. that is so difficult for her to deal with. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all bad and no one's doing the right thing, except for Ripper, who oh. is constantly great. Fuck. <laughs> He's managing to give exposition while alone in his car, Dave. <laughs> So, so G-Man figures out the plot, right? Like, he knows the plot of the episode. He sees it in his book. He's like, oh, no. And he says things to himself about what's going on. And you're like, wow, congrats. And he calls the the house, but no one competent is on the other side of the phone to pick up. So he doesn't, his message doesn't get through to Buffy. And I'm like, well, good thing Buffy's house is no more than a five minute run from the school, right? Like, Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, he then hops in his car. His line about... (laughs) Do you like my mask? Isn't it pretty? It raises the dead. Americans. (laughs) Oh, God. And he mutters about Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Uh, Yeah, Giles is doing everything right, I gotta say. Yeah, so he's he's rushing over to Buffy's house. He hits a zombie with his car, thinks it's a person, mm-hmm. and then I mean he's in some some hot water with the zombies because he gets out of his car. He does that classic zombie movie thing. I'm pretty sure Zombieland does this, where like you lose your keys outside of the car. Yeah. So you're in the car and you can see the keys outside, but it doesn't fucking matter for for Giles. Oh no. He can hotwire a car so fast, especially yeah. the G mobile because it's like it's really a billion old. years old. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if you can't hotwire your own car, then like, what are you doing with your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. So uh, so he's skating over to the party because, you know, he's got the entire plot yep. of the, he knows the everything. entire demon plot. I Everyone guess. else knows nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is the demon plot. And it's like the secondary plot for this episode that is really kind of unnecessary, but sort of ties in. This may be one of our first true B plots of a Buffy episode. Yeah, because a lot of the time there are two things happening, but they're both equally as important. Mm-hmm. Or the, the and they're tied together. Yeah, they're the monster thing is, is the metaphor for the actual thing that's happening. But yeah. this is just they kind of try to force a metaphor on us a little bit. Because Xander says something about like, oh, you can't just bury things. They're always going to come up and get you again. <laughs> that's barely a metaphor. That's a half-assed pun. Yeah, it's real bad. That's yeah. the only thing that ties anything together. Because like, yeah, really, what do zombies have to do with fucking anything? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the the zombies show up at the house. They've interrupted Buffy in trying to run away. And just before we get past this, let's let's talk briefly about a little segment that I like to call Runaway Baby. So Buffy's planning to run away again. Yeah. She gets caught by not just one person, but two people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Willow shows up and is like, you're doing this again? The fuck? Yeah. The fuck. Like, it's a terrible idea. Sure, she needs space. I get that. She needs a lot of space. But you know how you get space? You don't You don't run away. That's not a good way to get space. Like, leave the house and go for a walk. Sure. But don't pack a bag. No, because Joyce finds out (laughs) and loses it. And then Buffy manages to get out the words, I'm not running away, as she starts running away, like (laughs) physically running from the room. And you're like, this is the point where at least I have a difficult time with it because I'm like, oh, okay. I, I lost a lot of interest when... I realize that our characters are going through a hard time, but they're making no attempt to make it better. They're just yelling about things. Everyone has a lot of anger towards Mm -hmm. Buffy, and the audience does not. No! And so I think that's where we're disconnecting, right? Because we look at it and we're like, oh, we feel really bad for Buffy. This thing that happened to her is really shitty. And we didn't have like three months of not knowing whether or not Buffy was alive or dead. Yeah. And so we just can't really understand where everyone else is coming from. So they all just seem really shitty. Yeah, because Xander's just constantly yelling at her. Jesus, Xander. Like, every time he opened his mouth, I was just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, bad, <laughs> like, bad times. And he's like, like butting in on Joyce. And like, yeah. ugh, and you're just like, okay, Joyce can take care of herself. She doesn't need you to weirdly stand up for her, whatever it is you're doing. I will point out, yeah, Oz is also someone who's doing things right. Yep. Because he's standing back having no part of this as the party goes south real fast. Yeah. But he does try to be like, don't fight each other. Yeah, because he's That's like, a bad idea. gee, this really doesn't concern me because I'm not Buffy or her mom, but right? I also don't want people to be punching each other. So I'm going to try to yeah. get in the way of that. The only good thing about this scene, Dave, is when they cut to Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> How about you by the dick? Do you have anything to say? And it's Jonathan. And he's like, no. no. <laughs> oh, that is an amazing thing about this scene. Yeah, yeah, Buffy's got a lot of feels and it's feels that I'm not feeling. And then a lot of people are angry and it's anger that I'm not angry. Yeah, it's just and... a lot of emotions that are not coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just makes it like, oh, why isn't this done yet? I think I prefer this to bored Buffy, which we got last episode, which was like depressed Buffy, but SMG is not super great at depressed. Yeah, hmm. because it always comes off as angry. Yeah. 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 And I anyway. mean, at least like they had to do something, right? Buffy's been gone for oh, like yeah. three months. This episode had to happen. The drama had to happen. Yeah. There are better ways of doing the drama. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yep. It's not the worst episode ever. At least no. we're going to be mostly done with this nonsense now. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies show up at the house, start breaking in, and everyone goes from yelling at each other to trying to hold off the zombies. Giles is expositing his heart out. <laughs> as he's like, we can't let the, de- the zombies get the mask on. It's got the soul of a trapped demon in it. Um, oh, man. If, if anyone gets it on, they'll become uber powerful. They will become the demon. We can't let that happen. Oh, it's so good. Because, you know, he's basically doing his exhibition on the fly. <laughs> he doesn't have time to, you know, be in the library and tell people about things. 
It's happening oh. now. He should stop it now with his exposition. <laughs> it comes off as so forced because, like, they clearly didn't set this up at all, right? Yeah, no. So he's saying that bad things could happen as the bad thing is happening because Pam dies. Well, I got a bolt. If I don't see you guys again, goodbye and have a wonderful life. Right. And we're all sad about that. Yeah. But then they the drag shock. her corpse into the bedroom with them where they're all holed up with the mask. And then Pam gets up and puts the mask on. And Giles is like, oh, no, but that's bad for these reasons. And you're like, ah, guys, this this is really not the way to set up a villain. Literally none of his exposition is useful, which makes it's me so a little bad. sad for him. <laughs> but I guess it's useful in the sense that, like, he's just telling the audience what is happening in case it wasn't incredibly obvious yeah so pam gets up right knocks buffy out the window or something they have a fight something about pam's eyes being bad but like that doesn't come up much she has like and flashy then, paralysis whatnot I don't sure know. it it really doesn't come up more than a normal fight scene would have back and forth well i think the reason that they have it happen at all is because since no one gets there in time to tell buffy what the the weakness is because of this like eye flashy power buffy assumes stabbing that thing in the eyes is the way to go yeah like that's how like she makes that connection and then that's correct yep yeah. so she shovels pam in the face with a shovel <laughs> yeah <laughs> be difficult to do it with anything else anyway yeah jams it right in there so the demon dies and the zombies all disappear <gasps> what because michaela what this episode <laughs> needed to be wrapped up so a bunch of what are now normal corpses everywhere in the summer's residence would just be a little bit too much? Yep. Huh. I mean, the house is fucking destroyed, oh right? Oh my like, god. All of the windows are shattered. The party destroyed a bunch of stuff and then the zombies did more damage. Was yeah. this our first Buffy's house destruction? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's exciting. Our first? Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Very yeah. interesting. I don't really remember anyone. Well, hmm. let's just put it this way, Dave. This seems pretty expensive, so their income source <laughs> better be reliable. Well, in my notes, I've got it got it written down that, I mean, there's a lot of destruction here, a lot of damage. It's going to take a long while before that looks better. Maybe a week. You know, who knows? Yeah, just won't go back there. <laughs> in one week showtime, everything will be fine. And next episode, we'll see the inside of the Summer's residence and it'll be okay. Damn, let's try to remember to do that. Okay, I think I highly suspect that it'll be fine. Yeah, I know. But I highly suspect we're going to forget to even comment on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're forgetful people. That's true. So we've got computers. So yeah, they fought the zombies and now everything's hunky-dory, basically. Yeah, all yep. of the emotions have been aired. And as we all know, airing of grievances is enough to resolve them. Mm-hmm. Buffy's grievances weren't even aired. Nope. She just yelled and cried. Yep. So she got yelled at a bunch. Yeah. And then she fought side by side with these people again and remembered that they're a-okay. I guess, and that there are more important things in Sunnydale to worry about than someone disappearing for three months and not talking to anyone <sighs> and the fact that she had to kill Angel. I don't know, Dave. Michaela, we can all just, we can leave all this behind us because mm. Ripper's scene Damn. with Peace Nye. You're right. He's the only good part of this episode. <laughs> how, how attracted to Ripper's were you? Because like, I'm telling you right now, 45, that's not old. Oh man, are we up to, yeah, we sure are. Damn, it really isn't, Dave. It's so it really not isn't. old. Okay, so setting the scene for the listeners, right? Who are re listening to this without watching the episode for some reason. Giles strides confidently into Peace Nye's office. Mm. Peace Nye, a tiny man, dwarfed <laughs> by the giant of a man that is Giles. Sitting at his desk, Peace Nye gets up and says various crap about not letting Buffy back into school and how he knows that this is Giles' thing and it's not going to happen. And if Giles has a problem with it, he can take it up with the mayor. Giles... Too cool for that shit. He's like, I know you got ties. I know you're powerful politically here. What about the Supreme Court of California, motherfucker? And Peace Knight's like, whatever, I'm calling your bluff. You know what? It's fine. Try it. Fuck you. And then, God, how mm. how attractive to Giles for <laughs> you. Because Giles is just like, no. And what, does he grab him by the neck or the shoulder or something? Push him up against the filing cabinets and then physically threaten him? He's just asked if he, if um, Peace Nine needs Ripper to um, convince, convince him, him further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's mm. so badass. Yeah. Holy God. 
He's carrying this episode by yeah. miles. Yeah. On oh, the range. He's so scary. And before, right? we just felt like so happy because he was happy that Buffy was back. And yeah. And before that, he's so tweed a bunch uh, of... The t- 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 yeah, yeah, he's great. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, that's not the button. The button is Willow and Buffy bonding, which is good to see. At the espresso pump, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured this was the same place. Yeah. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're back. Bonding. They're friends they're again. Friends again. Woo. Everything's We're, good. We can assume that Gi- or that Xander, Alex, and <laughs> Oz and Cordy are all back in that as A-okay. well. Okay. Like we're not going to get other things for them. That'd be crazy. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. No. Well, that episode certainly happened. It was a necessary thing. They could have probably yeah. done it better. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, Michaela. Yeah. We do have a Teeks review. Oh my god. So it's exciting. the one with the zombies. Normally, normally for the Teeks reviews, you have to dig a little bit, you know? Mm. IMDb is sort of cagey about them. But one out of one people found this review helpful. I really love this episode. Giles is especially funny. True. You know what? You're right. (sighs) In this episode, Buffy's mom, Joyce, gets a creepy mask and hangs it on her bedroom wall. Seems irrelevant, right? Wrong. (laughs) I mean, okay. So, good job there, Teeks. You're really, you're a master of... Uh, the narrative arts. Yeah. Also, it is pretty irrelevant, actually. I yeah. would... Yeah. Uh, so this seems to be an earlier review. It gives it a 9 out of 10, which, <sighs> considering, like, Phases was 7... Yeah, no. Is, that's, that's insane. <laughs> it's... Man, I really love how Teeks manages to get some of the major plot points just a little bit wrong, where you're like, <laughs> you watched this episode, <laughs> but did you see it? Because, in his words, Buffy's friends decide to throw her a dinner that turns into a party with people that don't even know who Buffy is. The fact that it's her house or that it's her coming home party. Holy fuck, that that, that sentence went on for hours. Ah, <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you like the episode? Don't you like my mask? Isn't it pretty? It brings back the dead. Just loves that line. Thanks, Teeks. Keep on teeking on. <laughs> oh, I like that. Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that is our episode. Mm-hmm. Michaela, what was your favorite outfit from this episode? It's the, uh, oh, God, Dave, it's just that, the <laughs> spaghetti strap tank top weird neck thing and probable mm. butterfly mm. hair clip. Because she's also got like a knee length floral skirt on. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's all so good, good, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's all good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sure thing. I don't think this will be difficult for either of us. Who do you think won this episode? Oh, Ripples. Yeah, it's Hundo Ripper P. for sure. Yeah. Hundo P. <laughs> There's no question about it being anyone other than Ripper. No, no. no. Yeah. He won it in every way. He got Joyce's love back because Buffy's <laughs> back. He got to hang out with this weird zombie cat, which right? I'm sure he was into. Yep. Got to almost save the day. Mm-hmm. Got to make fun of Americans. Yep. Got to see him in that G-Mobile, which we love. Yeah. He's just having a great time. <sighs> and obviously killing it actor-wise. Like, oh man. Yeah. Damn chops. Damn chops. What, All right. what, I ask, is coming up next episode? The next episode, bear with me, okay. is called Faith, Hope, and Trick. Now... <laughs> <laughs> You're about to tell me something that I really don't want to hear, aren't you? Well, Are you about to say that Faith is not in this episode? No, obviously she is. Like, Okay, thank God. How fucking stupid would that be? It'd be insane. It'd be so insane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's most of what you need to know. Yeah, I think she shows up on a bus or something. There's, like, some other, like, there's vampires and shit, you know, you know, you've seen the show. Well, she's a second Slayer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that they're getting to the second Slayer, you know, only, what, three, four months after the last one died. That's good. I think this that's, is, yeah, this is pretty reasonable. And it's appropriate. This, like, is kind of as early as they could have done it in this season. And I think that that is what they needed to do. Does she show up with her Watcher? Good question, Dave. Wesley. <laughs> oh, Wesley, Wesley Crusher, no. the boy. No? Oh. No. <laughs> Wesley Fodringham, the Swindon Town Spoodly Pooper goalkeeper. You should steal the boytage from Greatest Gen and <laughs> put it in there. <laughs> I do love some Greatest Gen. I know. They are They are good. They'll never know, Dave. How will they ever know? <laughs> they would never know. Anyway, know. That'll, be, that'll be good, right? We like Faith. I like Faith. Yeah. I Faith's great. Yeah. Five by five. She's a very, uh, very different Slayer. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because she makes Buffy look straight laced, right? She's an excellent foil to Buffy. Yeah. But not in the way that Kendra is, where Kendra was like, I'm a very good student. And you're like, okay. She is literally the anti-Kendra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) 
She's the furthest from Kendra that you can yeah, get. Yeah, for sure. That'll be good. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And I like me some Eliza Dushku. Yeah, no. Who doesn't? That's good times. All right. Cool. Well, that's it for us here. Oh, no. <laughs> what's What's the matter, Michaela? Uh. Are, do you not want to tell people about how they can reach out to us on social media? I'm... Like, like Friendface, the fictional social network from the IT crowd. <laughs> where oh, I'm on God. there at It's Like a Disease. And Michaela, you are on there at... Andrew Garfield Lasagna. Good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Make sure to hashtag all those friend faces. Welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd actually like to talk to us, you can email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. That's in the show notes. And the Reddit is always a good place. That's buffy.reddit.com. And until next time, farewell from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no.